this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. We are live again for another episode of Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. It is such an amazing thing to have David with me. David is someone that I have got to connect with, and he is such a fun, charismatic leader (laughs) that I am so pumped for y'all to get to hear today. David, for people that don't know who you are, just tell a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so I am uh, a, an executive coach who works with leaders in, uh, in business, and I also work with cultures and, and teams to, to help um, organizations thrive and grow. And um, I'm, uh, I live in, in the Pittsburgh region, and I have five kids. Just got my first one, my oldest, married off this past weekend. So that was, uh, yeah, that was a big thing and, and uh, a lot of fun. But um, I, 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 I love what I do. Uh, and, and I know we'll get into the, the conversation here just a little bit. But, but it's, it's really interesting to be able to, to love what you do and, and, and do what you love. And um, mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, that's a little bit about who I am. Ah, and that's the thing that I have such a passion for is being and surrounding myself with people that understand their passions because it's, it literally is electrifying. So people are like, you have so much energy. I'm like, well, let me tell you why. <laughs> it's Absolutely. because I didn't, I used to stay in a job that I loved, but it still, it drained me. And whenever you get to walk out and you kind of know your strengths and you know who you are and you get to be unapologetically bold about things, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 it's energizing. It really is. And and sometimes I think it takes um, it going through, you know, some some struggle, some challenge to be able to get there and to be able to, Mm to to learn how to do that, to be unapologetically bold. Oh, and uh, all that to say is I'm not perfect at it. I fail at it daily too. So I'm with you. But I'm working on it. So yes, I'm with, with you. That, David, let's just get into this conversation. What, cool. what are you no longer apologizing for? And what are you not saying sorry for now? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying sorry for, for leaving my, my, my job. And, and, and it was a, a job that was part, it was actually part of a startup company. We grew um, incredibly fast. Um, we, we had a great organization. We had just brought in private equity. Um, but I sensed that there were some winds of change happening and not only just in the organization, but in my own life as well. And so um, as I think it was in 2015, I had a conversation with our CEO, sat down to dinner, we had uh, dinner together, and I just kind of shared what those winds of change I felt like were happening. And, and um, so long story short, I crafted my own uh, resignation letter 
and I, I hovered over the send button for quite a while uh, because I, it, we knew it's coming. And we, we, I just, I knew that I needed to do this, but then when I hit send and it was out there, I was like, ah, what did I do? Um, yeah, but it was kind of like jumping off a, you know, jumping off a cliff. But I, I knew that, um, you know, the, the old adage, you know, jump and the net will appear. Well, you know, the, the cool thing was, is that um, that company became my first client. And uh, so I was super grateful to be able to have that, you know, great win right out of the gate. And so um, it, it, it just was the catalyst for me becoming really, I guess, who I am today and really helping me to grow into um, mm -hmm. helping leaders, helping teams and, and organizations um, like I do today. And I think that's true in the aspect of that first sin. Okay, so here, here's a story that I don't know many people know. For Because I loved the people that I worked with and worked for, I literally asked the CEO for permission for me to leave. <laughs> like that. Oh, I was like, this is what I want to do. I think of you so highly. And yeah. uh, Jeff Myers is, is his name. Um, and he's still the CEO. And I went to him and I was yeah. just like, I was like, and not to my stomach. And, said, and here's the cool thing is because somebody recommend me do my journey, like journal it, but I did it because my brain goes way too fast. I audio journal, journaled sure. it on my phone. So I literally have a thing before I speak with him. I did an audio. And then uh -huh. after I spoke with him and it's the thing is, and, and this is really all this to say is, how big we make things up in our head comparative yeah. to what they actually are. Right. So speak on that. Um, did the world fall apart after you <laughs> did that scary thing? Yeah, no, it certainly didn't, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting too, because as I've reflected, even over the past five years, since I've had that, that, that event, mm -hmm. um, I've, I've really had a lifelong journey of, doing the scary things. And I just didn't really realize it. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, 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 uh, the, you know, the world didn't and uh, I, I made it, you know, it's, it's been um, a little over five years, and I'm, I'm still in business, and I'm still going strong, and I'm growing every day. And it's, it's, it takes doing those hard things. And it takes the scary things, but pushing through them. Matter of fact, I just uh, uh, created a podcast episode of my own podcast talking about getting through the terror barrier and, and pushing mm -hmm. outside of the comfort zone and and really how to do that. But yeah, so I mean, I, I, I push send. Um, I, I, I made it, and um, you know, I, I it, it really started the the process of my own learning and my own journey um, as I began my own company. And and I want all the listeners to like, let's take a pause because I know some of your scary stuff yeah. is not like our normal, like pressing sand. Like you climb mountains, you do <laughs> like thrill seeking is like his yeah. middle name. So yeah, if, we'll, yeah. if we'll expound on that too and and how it has helped you. Because I remember the first time we had like a true conversation or like something it was about you doing something on a cliff and, a, and you were relating <laughs> it back to fear. And I'm like, yeah. You're on a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was the Via Ferrata. Um, so the Via Ferrata, for people that don't know, is uh, it, it, it actually comes from 
um, over in Europe, and I think it was in the First World War, it was really how um, the troops got got supplies uh, across the mountain. And essentially what they would do is they would they, they had these iron handholds and footholds and they would go across the, the mountain um, with with backpacks on. And there's another one of those in Colorado. There's also one in West Virginia, too. But but there's one in Colorado. So me and my buddies went and did the Via Ferrata. I think it's just outside of Telluride, um, mm -hmm. Colorado. And it, it's a sheer cliff. Basically, you get out onto this. You are you are harnessed in. Um, you're harnessed in with a, a, a double clips on a on a cable. But you're on a, an, an iron handhold that's kind of like right here and a foothold. You know, right right down on your feet, and you're you know you're making your your way across this this sheer cliff, and. Um, you know, and, and it really was interesting because I, I hate heights. I, I do not like heights. Um, and you're you're probably, I don't know, 600 feet from the, the valley floor. I mean, you know, if, if you're not cl clipped in and you, you fall, you're, you're dead. Mm -hmm. And um, so we started out on this journey and we, we started on this cliff and it the, the, the path got kind of narrower and narrower. And then we clipped in. And then we started out on the first, the first run. We had a guide that was going, you know, right before us, and um, I was right behind the guide. My son at the time, I think he was probably about 22, 23 years old, something like that, um, was right behind me. So I knew I had to push out and and get, you know, get out on that first run um, because he wasn't gonna let me chicken out. <laughs> so, but anyway, but but. Pressing into that fear, it's it's one of the best lessons that I learned about myself is that I can do hard things. And I know people that are watching, they can do hard things as well. And so I always like to remind people that just because you feel that fear and because your palms are sweating and your heart's racing, that that fear is also the same, same physiological feeling of excitement. Mm -hmm. So we can... We can do those hard things. We just have to reframe it. We have to say, yeah, I feel this in my body, but I can do this anyway. And so I'm going to go out and do it anyway. And so it's just a matter of just jumping in and doing it. So um, it, and it was a great experience, great, great bonding with my with my son and my buddies. Um, and then the next day, then we summited uh, uh, Mount Sneffels down in, in that same area. So it was kind of fun. I think that's so cool. And I think the part two, there's two things that come for me that I hear out of this is fear and what we talk about is typically people talk about three stages of fear. There's actually six. It's uh, there's fight or flight. We always hear about there's yeah. fake that's starting to come up, but there is um, freeze, which is what most mm. people actually do in corporations because you can't fight yeah. or flight. Um, but then there's care and connect that people don't go into more because it's scary. They'll rather mask it than. But the thing is, is that how much did you connect over that experience? Like right now, like how much can you connect more? So I think that's one thing I want to talk about the care and the connect in fear, but then also your sphere of influence, because for you to do scary things, <laughs> you got to have people that will around you. Yes. Oh man. That's it makes big. a difference. Yeah. That's, that's really big. And I think that the things that I've done that I've, that have really pushed myself, that's been the the catalyst is having people around me to be able to push me farther than I could go on my own. There's a there's a great book uh, by Dr. Henry Cloud called The Power of the Other, 
And there's scientific um, evidence that having a buddy, having a, a group of people that surround you will that they will push if if they're also um, want the best for you and mm -hmm. are high achievers and, and and are positive in their influence, they're going to push you beyond where you can go yourself. And so, to me, that was. Um, one of the things that helped me to be able to do that event that I just talked about, but then also some other things that I've done just, just to be able to, to, to push myself and to know that I can do hard things. It took other people around me. And, and um, so I, I, I think you're onto something there that you really, if you want to do those hard things and you want to be bold, sometimes it does take surrounding yourself with people that will help you and support you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. And one thing that I told somebody the other day, that doing hard things doesn't mean it doesn't suck. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, we had um, one of the guys that's on the uh, that was on that trip. Um, he had this saying, and and it, it's basically embrace the suck, and <laughs> yeah. and and um, you know all the time. And and not only that, the other phrase he said that it, it doesn't have to be fun to be fun. Mm -hmm. And it is true. It's like you're suffering. You're you're riding a mountain bike up this, you know, incredibly steep hill and it's really sucking. But it's also fun, too, at the same time. It's weird how that how that works. Yeah. People are like, who's listening in? Like, these are twisted people. But I no. know. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's is the thing is, it's for me is pushing through and to see that you can do hard things. That's something I yeah. say all the time. I can do it. And I've done hard things. Absolutely. And people are like, oh, well, that sounds basic. Well, it's a flip in a script in your head. Like it's yeah. for me, it is to flip is. the script that I can't to yeah. I can and I yeah. have. But the other thing that I, I think that's important on this, too, is just because I have doesn't mean I don't feel right. Right. And I yeah. think leaning into that for a moment, because what I said the other day to somebody was, I am tired of growing. Like it's like growing pains. It's like, I can't take a Tylenol. I can't, I've been so uncomfortable and I know that I'm a believer. So I know that God has given me all this growth in this season, but it's like, dang it. I asked for it, but I kind of want it to like, just be comfortable again. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, as a leader and you teach a lot of leadership training, deal with that and understanding that that's a part of, life, but it's also a part of the growing process. If you really want to grow, there's pain. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really just a matter of understanding that, but it's also a matter of understanding that there are seasons too, seasons mm -hmm. to our life, seasons to our business growth, seasons to our, our, our leadership growth. And each one of those seasons has a different purpose. You know, there are all, there's also a, a, a part of our growth process where the pressure can come off and we can we can rest and we can refresh and 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 we can relax but we don't want to get too comfortable there so it's because being in that that comfort zone it's it's a bad place to be because we get complacent then and and so just recognizing that there's a seasonality and there's a rhythm mm -hmm. to growth um it's it's just a matter of hey look we're going to have a little bit of discomfort here but then i know that on the other side of this I'm also going to have a little bit of time where I can kind of like look around a little bit. And that's part of the growth journey too, um, is, is being able to, to understand and, and kind of like, um, you know, Ferris Bueller said, you know, Hey, life goes by pretty fast and you better look around every once in a while. Um, so yeah. 
And how would you factor in your own well-being into this? Because I feel like I cannot take as much. It's not punishment, but it's like that thing. It's how can it be fun, but not fun kind of still um, without my own well-being coming into play. How did that affect you or what did you have in place so that you had additional confidence in your ability to press send? Yeah. Um, I, I really think that, first of all, I'm, I'm a person of faith as well. So I, I really felt like um, God was really t- telling me that this is this was my next step. And uh, at, at the same time, too, I had other people in my life who were speaking into me and I had mentors who I was you know, listening to and, and working with. Um, I had a coach. And so so that's that's one thing. But I, I also think that um, just having the, the confidence, I guess, to be able to, to look at my past and know that I've gone through some other hard things that, that just seemed to be the thing that helped me to push send. And, and, and I will tell you too, uh, my wife is super supportive. She is, you know, an amazing, uh, amazingly supportive wife. And she was, the, she was the one too, that was cheerleading me. She said, David, I know that, th- that this is what you're meant to be. And so, um, you know, that, that helped, that mm-hmm. helped press send. And I think that's true in, in listening to those people. Cause sometimes yeah. I was listening to something the other day and it's like, sometimes people will speak life over you or speak or mentor you, yeah. but you're so possibly offended by the change in the, yeah. in the season that it could bring you that you don't listen or you don't hear mm-hmm. it out. And how many people that it took COVID to be able to press send yeah, because right. they finally are tired of taking or putting up with some of the junk that they put up with. Right. And so I think that's one thing for people that are debating mm-hmm. about pressing sand, because let's be honest, mm-hmm. um, I'm in the South. So men tr- traditionally are known at still as the breadwinners they have the, and they want to provide and they want to protect Mm-hmm. And you're foregoing all of that safety and security to say, hey, we're going to try something. Mm-hmm. That's real scary. That's extremely scary. Yeah. So what do you tell somebody who may feel like they're the breadwinner? It doesn't matter what their um, right or what their gender is, yeah. but they, they feel like I can't do this. I, I am making the money. I'm the one that my my family has to survive off of this what would you tell them about doing that well a couple of things come to my mind first and foremost is i i say you got to plan for it i mean you have to be able to you know don't do anything so stupid that that you just go hey i don't have any savings i'm just going to quit my job (laughs) that's you know that's the uh the 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 epitome of of being stupid so Mm -hmm. don't do that but I would also so plan for it, you know, prepare and, and you know, plan out how, how long do you think you need? Do you need six months worth of living expenses? Do you need a year's worth of living expenses? And then also flip the script. You, you use that word and, and, and you also use the term, hey, I'm going to try this. I would, I would flip the script on that verbiage and, and don't try it, do it. And so it, it's it's not, hey, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. And if you're saying to yourself, I, I can't do this, well, then you're not quite ready to push send because you got to believe that I'm going to do this and I can do this because whatever we tell ourselves, 
is is what's going to happen. We're we're constantly feeding our subconscious mind those little signals. And if I say I can't do that, the subconscious mind's picking that up and going, okay, boop, I can't do that. And so there's going to be some kind of prevention that mm -hmm. happens for you to do that. So so I would say make sure that you're you're financially ready to do it. Make sure that you are planning out uh, at least a step or two into the future so that you know at least what you're going to begin to do and then change the script on on your internal dialogue and and mm -hmm. um, make sure that you're telling yourself the things that are positive and going to move you forward. Mm -hmm. I think the one thing that really helped me out a lot is the financial aspect of it is that mm -hmm. As I tell people all the time, like if you want to step out and have these leap of faith, prevention really is a is a huge part of it because mm -hmm. I started my business with no debt, still mm -hmm. have no debt. Yeah. And we're cash positive. And like we're we're we are able to take some of the COVID's hits because of that. Yeah. Right. And the amount of stress that I don't have to worry about. I don't, I yeah. can still feed my people's family. Like I can still care for, that's huge. So huge. that, that in itself, I, I, please, 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 please. And I always say that financial well-being is not just a wellness thing. It's a safety thing as well, because in the yeah. aspect of safety, you can see where the claims happen when people work extra and extra and extra shift yeah. just to make all this money come uh, Christmas time it is the if, if you're a nerd, look at the claims on that starting <laughs> September to, right. um, in your past. But all that to say is those are some of the important things that people don't bring in. But I think the other thing is, is the flipping the script, like you said, on the mindset. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah. It, it's so true. One, physiologically, you will start, like you said, you'll, you're going to start secreting things that will make you basically stop. And you're like, oh, OK, see, here's this. Here's the reason why I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Take example today, my kid, I had a meeting in Chattanooga and my parents or my mother watched my child and my kids today and they do homeschool. So they did their thing. They did they did their um, essay and my mother made them write, handwrite a little story. My son's like, I'm horrible at it. I can't do it. <laughs> and I'm like, he knows better than that. I'm like, we talk about killing it. We talk, you know, we yeah. he goes through all those things. But the thing is, is that he still believed he couldn't do it. And and I told him, you can't. When you don't think you can do it, you you won't. You and won't. That's so exactly right. It sounds like this crazy talk, but your your thoughts lead your feelings, which lead your actions, which lead to your behaviors. Yep. Your thoughts start it all. And so I love that you talked about that. And I think it also cues to if. You guys are watching this live. If you're listening to this behind him, there is a sign that says play like a champion today. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's so important too, is every day go out and I always say, be a gladiator. Um, yeah. rhymes and, and some of the work that she does. So just go, go be a gladiator so that you have the confidence to press in. And I think mm -hmm. that's one thing I want to talk about next is confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of people that like, I like, it took me and I still struggle with confidence at times, lacking confidence in the power of confidence, but not confusing it with arrogance, Right. I think is right. a huge thing. So talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I think that, 
and, and actually, I think that by doing hard things, it builds your confidence because you you can look back and say, look what I did. And, mm -hmm. and that really helps. The other thing that I, I always bring up when I, when I talk about confidence is um, you've probably read the, the book Presence by Amy Cuddy or you've heard her mm -hmm. TED Talk. Haven't you? Oh, it's it's awesome. But she talks about, you know, power poses and how our body, our body is um, can can trigger our mind. And so she talks about, you know, the superwoman pose or the Superman mm -hmm. pose and, and being able to to do those things that will trigger the internal feelings because our body has to um has to start. I mean, that's where the, that's where everything starts, you know? So, so create the power pose, whatever you have to do. Um, I know that like Tony Robbins will talk about, you know, jumping on a trampoline and getting your body moving a little bit that begins the, the endorphins, it begins the, the chemical reaction. But I, I think that there's a, there's a lot to that, that really people don't understand. And I, I, I just remind people that, if you're going into um, a, a season where you're going to push send and you're going to do something really bold, you're going to have to do that over and over and over again. And you're going to have to really make your body do some things to be able to help you feel that confidence, even when it's you know technically not there. You're going to have to manufacture it. Oh, I agree. And that's Mike had a comment that says, be smart, but be confident in your real abilities and real drive. And I think that's another key is that you have to know who you are. Absolutely. You have to know your strengths. Yeah. You have to know your weaknesses. Yeah. Because for me, I knew what I found is a lot of really high performing type A people have a lot of high, high strengths, but that also means that they have a lot of weaknesses. Yep. Absolutely. And so that sphere of influence is so important to have. And so for me, my team is totally opposite of me. <laughs> absolutely yeah. opposite of me and here's the reason why because i know what i'm good at and they know what they're good at and when we come together we're amazing yes absolutely and people are like wow you said that so confidently because i know it like right. right i know it i know it deep down and i've seen actions and i've seen it happen time and time again and mm -hmm. here's the thing even when they don't believe in their confidence and their abilities i know it yeah. And so, and that's the thing, again, going back from the beginning to be able to press in, you yeah. have to know yourself, but I think also to your sphere of influence, like you said earlier, the people you are around yeah. matter matters a ton. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. Couldn't agree more. And, and, and I think that too, you brought up a really good point, Emily, and that is surround yourself with people who's, who, who are strong where you are not. And, and that is, that's huge. And I, honestly, I, I've just been learning this really over the last couple of years because I, I, you know, I'm building my team and it's, it really is um, super important. I, I know where I'm strong, but mm -hmm. I, I'm also learning where I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And my team is telling me that too, <laughs> which is okay. Yeah. That's a good thing though, that they actually tell yeah. you. So anybody that's listening and if you're a leader and your team is not telling you. Yeah here's your sign. Right. One, you may not be asking. Two, you might not be looking. Yeah. So those, those are some two keys on that. So I know we're right around our end time. For anybody that is listening that has apologized for doing something hard, like pressing sin on that email that could end your employment or that did end your employment, what would you tell them? 
Yeah. So recognize that fear is sometimes good and sometimes it holds you back as well. And so take time to understand what, you know, what kind of fear you're having and are, are you asking yourself some questions? Am I prepared? Am I ready? Am I, do I, do I know what my next step is? And so um, I, I would just say, recognize that fear and then be able to step into it and do it anyway. Ah, yes. And I think that's amazing. And people hear this and they're like, that sounds, they might be like, this is fluffy again. This is not awesome. Try it. Like, yeah. I, like, well, as he said, do it, actually do yeah. it right. on something that, you know, cause here's the other thing. I know we're a little bit over, but it's okay. I can, it's my podcast. I get to do what I want, right? <laughs> you can do what you want. Yeah. Um, but people, <laughs> did you knew that you could do it. Right. When you press right. in, like, yeah, you knew it. Sure. And I think, I think that's something that some people, if you know, in your heart of hearts, yeah, it's not a try anymore. It's you're holding yourself back. Right. Do right. it. Yeah. And what blessings could you have missed mm. if you did not press in? Oh, well, I, let, let me, you care if I share for just a oh, second, because yeah. I, I can just talk for just a minute because um, one of the things that I would have missed, you know, in my prior role, I was, I was traveling an awful lot and um, I, I, I could have missed and I would have missed being able to be with my mom for the last 14, 18 months of her life. She had, she, she got uh, brain cancer and she uh, had a tumor and had it not been from, for my business, um, I could not have been over staying with her and being with her when she had her surgery and being over there nearly every other weekend and, and being able to, to take my, my uh, coaching calls on Zoom from her dining room table. I would have missed that and I would have mm -hmm. missed that time with her. And so uh, I'm so blessed to be able to do that. So sometimes you don't, you don't know what, you know, what's on the other side that's so good and you just have to press into that and, and, and embrace the fear. Mm. That's so good. That's, mm. and it makes me think of one of, oh, <laughs> where I say I am not the best. I struggle with confidence. There's things I could say, but one of my people, my coworkers, she told me the other day we're doing something and she said, I keep thinking it was something that's scary. She goes, what's on the other side of it? And whenever I do get that phone call, whenever they get to say how excited they are about mm -hmm. whatever we were talking about. But the thing is, it goes back to the, and it's cliche again, you're going to miss every shot you don't take. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And so with that missing, you also are missing out on blessings. That's right. That could not only affect you, but also could affect the next generation. What if my father did not want to be able to go start his business? Would I be here today? Would I be doing the things I'm doing today? And it makes me also think about the seven generations. What you do today, how will it affect seven generations from now? And that's, mm. that's a strong one to think about. It is. It's not just next generation. It's seven generations. And that comes from... Aaron, who was a podcast guest, and that's what that's how they think on their philosophy for business. And it's just it's mind bottling to me. So that's thank cool. you that's cool. so much, David. Oh, you are thank such you. a blessing. It was such a great conversation. And I know that I got a lot out of it. So I hope everybody else did as well. 
Uh, I hope so as well. Thank you so much, Emily, for having me on. It's always uh, great to talk with you and just have a conversation. Um, we, uh, we, we just connect and I'm really, uh, really grateful for our uh, connection. Got us going to give a quick shout out to Kevin Monroe because he was the one that connected yeah. us and, uh, love Kevin and, uh, just, uh, love being able to uh, be connected with you as well, Emily. Love it. And, uh, for people that do not, uh, know where they can find you at, let's do that real quick. Where can people yep. find you? Um, so easiest place for me is on LinkedIn. That's usually where I hang out. Uh, LinkedIn, David McGlennon. Um, you can also look at my website, davidmcglennon.com and, um, you know, check out uh, what I'm doing there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold. I'm not sorry for if this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.